Today on the Age Caters, after 263 years, it is official that Senate confirms Judge Brown Jackson on the Supreme Court. Plus, black educators are building relationships with students outside of schools. I'm going to tell you why I'm here from my experience. Families of transgender kids in Texas is facing decisions. What decisions they have to make. I'll tell you more. And finally, three ways to boost students' well-being and lower stress. The Educators starts right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Educators. I have a marvelous, marvelous Wednesday. And we have a line of topics for you guys to talk about. Um, As you can see on today, Mr. Damian Anderson is not here on today, but don't fret. He'll be back later on. He'll be back later on. He'll be back next month, actually. So, I do want to clear something up that Damien said last week. Um, So in the beginning, he did say that I was off last week, which was correct. I was off last week. Um, But the reason why I was off last week is because I had a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of errands to run last week. Um, so that is the reason why I was off last week, because I had a whole lot of stuff, um, to be done. Um, next week is yet, too yet to be, too yet to be determined at this time. I'm not 100% sure, um, but for the final week, um, for the final April episode before I leave, before I turn things over to Damien in May, um, is too yet to be determined. So we are going to go ahead and um, we're going to go ahead and talk about some topics that that seems interesting. That seems that seems interesting. So let, let's get started here. Um, first and foremost, the Senate um, confirm Judge Kennedy Brown. Jackson to the Supreme Court, making her the first Black woman to serve on the U.S. top on the U.S. court. The 53-47 final vote tally showed bipartisan support for Jackson, which with three Republicans joining all Democrats to elevate the 51-year-old federal judge to a lifetime appointment. Jackson is President Joe Biden's first Supreme Court nominee. She will replace retiring Justice. Stephen Pryor, 83, who was confirmed to the bench in 1994. So um, this happened last Thursday, mega her the 116th justice and the first black woman to serve on the U.S. court. Um, Vice President Kalama Harris the first black woman ever to hold that title presided over the vote to confirm Jackson. Harris appeared momentarily, choked up with emotion, as she as she read out the vote result, which drew a swell of applause and cheering from the Senate floor. 
Jackson will join a court that has grown substantially more conservative following the appointment of the of three of former President Donald Trump's nominees. Her addition will maintain the size of the court's liable wing, which is outnumbered six to three by the conservative block. Just five women, Sandra Day Honor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, Ella Kagan, and Amy Cohen Barrett has served on the Supreme Court. Only two black men, Thurgood Marshall and Clarence Thomas, has ever been appointed on the bench. No black woman has previously sat on the court. Biden said in a tweet, and I quote, Judge Jackson's confirmation with a historic moment for, all, for our nation. We've taken another step forward, making our highest court reflect the diversity of America. She will be incredible justice, and I was honored to share this moment with her. Also, Jackson is also set to become the first Supreme Court justice to ever serve as a, as a public defender. Democrats have touted that experience as more evidence that Jackson will bring fresh perspective to a historically hom homogeneous court. Public defenders are assigned to defend people in criminal cases who may otherwise be able to hear their own counsel, which is a constitutional right. Republicans, however, have tried to wield Jackson's public defender experience against her by accusing her of sympathizing with the views or actions of some of her past clients, including detainees at the Guantanamo Bay military prison in Cuba. Of course, a senator from Arkansas was criticized from remarking to Sam Senate floor that while former president, former Justice Robert Jackson let the Supreme go to Nuremberg and prosecute cases against Nazis. This just Jacksons may have gone there to defend them. Jackson felt that criticism and others during more than 23 hours of questioning over two grueling days of confirmation hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee last month. So, of course, that checks has been, has been, has been, so, so, um, so yeah, um, Jackson is now confirmed. She is now, she is now, uh, this was an episode, we talked about this episode a couple, uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, actually, um, we are episode 10, I believe, yeah, we talked about this like two weeks ago, um, of, of this back in, back in last, last, um, month of March, so thank, thank goodness everything is, she has confirmed everything, so, after 263 years, it is official. Now let's bring more Black women and more Black men to the Supreme Court. So we are just now getting started. Now we're going to transition over to now to Black educators building, building relationship with students outside of school. Um, just after a Instagram post that I saw over the weekend. Um, which is very, in, in my terms, very, very important, not only inside of school, but also outside of school as well. So for 
outside of school. So for me, me personally, um, of course, a lot of my students has have have asked me if I wanted to, um, you know, go to their games or go to their practices, and you know. Of course, I would say yes, of course, um, because why not, you know, um, why not, you know, um, I've been offered to go to their practices, to their games, most unlikely I, I show up, um, actually one of my students actually asked me a couple of weeks ago or last week um, if I were to come into their track, and of course, I of course, I showed up because, you know, because that's what I do. I, I, I support my students. Um, I actually support my students. So I'm not one of those teachers that don't actually care because I absolutely care. Um, you know, I... I, I absolutely care. And the, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that um, yeah, the funny thing is, is that um, today, actually, uh, at, at the time of this recording, I was actually pumping my gas for my car. And I see a student of mine walked over and was like, was like, oh, I'm not going to be out of school today. And I was like, well, I'm not there. So huh? both, both kind of ironic, right? We're both not out of school. We, you know, I'm not working today um, because I got in a car accident like over the weekend. So yeah, here we are. So it's it's a great idea to build relationships, and I and I hope to continue uh, to do that next year. Um, as I continue to do that next year, um, like I said, I've been going to practices, boys and girls, actually girls basketball practice, but I've been attending to every every um, every game. Um, I, I'm there, you know, sign me up, I'm there. Um, any, like, anything that involves with the school, I am there, I am there. I may be a little, running a little bit late, but I will be there. Um, I will be there. Uh, that's just to show how care, how, um, that's just to show you how much I care about my students. That's how much I care that I want them to succeed, right? That's how much I care. And, you know, that's just who I am. And we need to continue doing that as well. All right. So coming up after, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Um, after this, Families of transgenders in Texas is facing decisions. Also, there's just full atmosphere. Shout welcome. And also, three ways to boost student well-being and lower stress. 
Also, what happening in North Carolina is back. The segment is back this week after being off of next week. So, um, there are more educators right after this. Welcome back to the educators. Moving on to our next topic. Next group of topics here. Families of transgender children in Texas are facing decisions amid restrictions. So either stay or, or move, right? So at the end of this school year, this school year that we're in right now, a family of four from Austin, Texas plans to uproot their lives and move over 2,000 miles away to Portland, Oregon. Uh, the family says they're moving because they're fear of their safety of the 10-year-old transgender daughter in the wake of Governor Greg Abbott's decision in February to direct the Texas Department of Family Protective Service to investigate reports of gender affairing care as child abuse. Um, Right now, there's a mom right now that is halfway packed in boxes. Um, you know, but there are a group of moms who publicly advocate for transgender rights during the Texas legislature last session, testifying at the Texas Capitol and ultimately helping to defeat dozens of bills targeting transgender people. When Abbott announced the directive in February, she thought her family would stay put and continue to fight in Texas, but the threat became too great. Of course, according to the Department of Family and Protective Service, at least nine investigations has been opened on families since February, um, but it's expected to rule soon whether the state can resume their investigations. In March, a district judge blocked state agencies from investigating gender-confirming care as child abuse and issuing a temporary injunction after hearing the parents of the 16-year-old transgender girl who were under investigation. Um, so gender, in case you do not know what it's about. So gender... Affirmation is when transgender people make changes to their lives in accordance with their gender, gender identity. This could be um, through a change of clothing, lifestyle, mannerism, names, and pronouns. Also, it came in the form of hormone therapy or surgeries to alter one's physical characteristics. Um, so let me just stop right there, okay? 
I don't see, I don't see a problem with this. Um, I really don't. I don't really see a problem with this. If they, uh, they're expressing of who they are, this is who they are. This is who, this is the person that they're going with. They feel confident and they feel like they feel like they're being themselves. They don't have to act like somebody else. This is what they want. That's their personality. That's their persona. And so just let them be. If you have a problem, then, then leave. You know, plain and simple. It's like being, it's like then people are being part of the LGBTQIA plus community. You know, it does not matter who you are. Going back to my student, it does not matter who you are. I will support you. I will help you. If you need somebody to talk to, I am here. Okay. Okay. I am here. Don't fret. I got you. Talk to me. I can tell you what's going on. So hopefully the families in Texas don't have to uh, don't have to move. Hopefully. Hopefully they don't have to move. Uh, that'll be, it'll be really devastating if they do have to move. Um, so, um, when we come back, we got one more, yeah, one more, uh, yeah, one more topic for us to talk about. Uh, actually, two more, actually, sorry. Um, and then when we come back, um, so... This is the Educators. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Educators. Yes, welcome back to Educators. Um, we have another topic for us to talk about. So, does your school atmosphere shout welcome? Okay. Um, so I'm gonna show you ways in which they can create welcome atmospheres in your schools. Are easy to delegate, of course. So, um. So one way to, um, to have a welcome atmosphere is to start every day with a handshake. You know, uh, you can shake hands in the morning with everybody that answered the buildings, or we can say when you do shake hands, you can uh, say like, uh, welcome back or have a great day. 
or I'm so glad that you're here today um, because it feels, everyone feels welcome, right? Um, it's just more of, more of putting a welcome sign on the, on the, on the wall. It's more than that, okay? Um, have, um, make sure you stand outside um, before and after school every day, you know, or open the car doors. If you're elementary or middle, open the car doors for, for the students and greet both students and parents, you know, have, have all your teachers greet um, their students in the hall every morning because they want to feel, they want the students to feel welcome and wanted, um, you know, uh, being visible is part of the job, you know, um, of course, first impressions matter, you know, you know, make sure you have, you know, a, a seasonal decorated table with easy access to school pamphlets, flyers, newsletters, bumper stickers, PTA information, and more. Also, have a giant screen TV that shows uh, the students in action. Um, have a list of students who have perfect attendance the previous month or who have made on a roll or a list of parents who have attended the most recent BTA meeting or school event. Um, at the school that I work at, we have um, we have a we have several TVs um, in our building, but we show our half points to see who is in the lead. Uh, Fuerza is in the lead. Thank you very much. Um, and then we show our quarter one and quarter two champions who are Kai. I know quarter one and quarter three champions, which is Kai, and then our quarter two champions, uh, Fuerza. We also have a list of students that has uh, house stars as well. So that, that could be a great idea as well. Whoever sits in the front office, I mean, who's, whoever sits at the front desk is key, um, of course. The receptionist welcomes everybody who enters the building. Um, um, if any principal that wants to know, where are you? Wants to know how their building feels to a visitor or caller, they they should send a friend or a neighbor into school or have them come on the phone. Then gather feedback on how the, how that person was treated. I think that's a great idea, and feel and. Um, and know what um, um sorry uh, and and provide feedback and see what changes and do and do and see the changes and make that make those changes and see if it works if it doesn't change it again um. Uh, custodians are key players as well. We welcome them. Um, welcome them visitors. Um, don't let your parent reception area also be the area where students who are willing to 
are are in trouble. Wait to see the principle, of course. Of course, going to extra mile. Um, like the school website, a library, um, invitation to join after school or many course programs for fun or field day program. Uh, connect with every student, every parent, excuse me. Of course, PTA meeting. So there, there, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot. Uh, of course, during the open house, you can have that as well. Um, yeah, you can, um, I'm sorry. We can do, um, well, y'all can do actually, um, the three, you can actually um, have information about the PGA meeting during the open house, um, have like a table set up, or um, if you have any questions about each grade level, have like a table set up and have parents come up to that table and start asking about grade levels for six, seven, and eight. Um, you can actually have a table for electives as well. Um, which is, which is great. Of course, you want to bring um, welcoming into the schools. Of course, you want parents to talk about your school, um, not, you know, basically make every parent and every student welcome and important. Um, it's very important, guys. It's very important. Um, for teachers, make sure you have either a classroom job or something that parents can attend to. Or if you have a field trip or if you need somebody to volunteer, have that sign-up sheet ready to go um, during the open house. And I, I think I said this on my show on Fred about education where uh, for the open house tips. Um, so it's very important as well. Make sure your school atmosphere feels welcome and make sure that the kids, the students, and the parents feel welcome. Okay. All right. So that is it for for this topic um when we come back once again uh we got one more topic to talk about and then after that um what's happening in north carolina is yeah what's happening in north carolina is back after being off last week once we come back we got one more one more topic and then we will wrap it up so you are watching the educators
All right, welcome back to the educators. Uh, yes, educators, we are wrapping up our last topic of the day. Three ways to boost student well-being and lower stress. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, how is this grade teacher promote student wealth by epitomizing self-reflection, kindness, and self-space? So, number one, mindful Mondays. Okay. First, address students' mental health by helping them to feel a sense of calm and focus. There's an abundance of web read web resources from breathing, exercising, mindful meditation, and practicing phases of self-affirmation for kids. Um, students learn how to breathing, how to use breathing techniques to calm themselves and focus, which progress into breathing with a purpose and mindful meditation. After they be able to focus, to have them practicing reciting phases of self-affirmation like these signs here and this video, the, those has helped many of um, teacher students feel better about themselves and be more optimistic and positive about their futures, okay? So that's every Monday. So it's called Mon Mindful Mondays, which is good, which is the beginning of the week. So. They can let all that stress, all that negativity uh, away. Uh, next one is Thoughtful Tuesdays. Um, Thoughtful Tuesdays is focusing on thoughtfulness and kindness. I hope. Um, so it's a great way to build a community as the students take time to realize that we all have a part in building a strong classroom community. Thoughtful to stay focused on being grateful for the kindness others have shown by offering notes, emails, or verbal affirmations and following away. So student to student for something a student has done for them, a student to student a offering a thoughtful message or encouraging faith, a student to student in other classes to create better relationship in a larger rate level community, students to other staff members to create better relationships in a larger school community, Students to former teachers to thank for to thank them for their part in helping the students to be who they are today, and of course, students to their parents, guardians, or siblings for an act of kindness that was done for them to build familial relationships. Additionally, students can write student can write notes to themselves for act of kindness for they're done for others. Um, so they can also write words of affirmation and validation on other students' papers and projects using sticky notes. Um, students who have received those thoughtful messages can be grateful and have a sense of validation. They feel they are making a difference and are appreciated for their actions. So that's on Tuesdays. Now on Fridays, it is called Feeling Safe Fridays which is the last strategy, okay? Uh, resources circles are extremely, are extremely effective in building relationships within the classroom and start with a safe, supportive environment. Um, basically, it's a space in your classroom that Coach, um, that coach Darnell said. Um, have that safe space in our classroom. Um, I think that's very important as well. Um, 
yeah i think i think that's 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 a that i think that's 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 very important so um that's very important have that safe space in your classroom so if you need time to talk about it if you need time you can stop the classroom and and um and and talk about it have a classroom discussion all right so um that is it we're going to take a quick a little quick little quick little break and then we're going to wrap up with what's happening in north carolina that's all when we come back after these messages Welcome back to the Educators. All right, my last segment of today is UNC beats Duke. That sends Coach K into retirement. Yes, that happened a couple of weeks ago. An update. Yeah, we did not win. Yeah, the Tigers did not win the championship. Okay, all right. We're not gonna talk about it. All right. So of course, everybody knows Mike. You know the coach who is the coach of basketball of Duke. Ill Duke. Ill. Um, he is the winningest coach in men's college basketball history. Um, and of course, on Saturday that happened about two weeks ago. Yeah, the North Carolina Tar Heels says, yeah, we do not care. Okay, um, do not care for the hype around the final four matchup for the ages, for the spotlights that illuminated forward, or the offended noise that greeted it. They beat their arch rival, though, Duke 81 to 77 in a national semifinal that sends Coach K into retirement. They had no regard for the storybook ending, and they, not the Blue Devils, will play. Well, they already played. Kansas. Um, of course, you got Caleb Love with a massive three-pointer with 25 seconds left, preparing the Tar Heels over the finish line at the end of the game that somehow exceeded Montanuous expectations. Uh, the two rivals family separated by eight miles. That's it. Eight miles of Tar Heels State Road spared for two stunning hours, breaking 12 ties, and tried to lead 18 times. Okay. Love, who finished with 28 points, was ultimately the difference. His late two, his two late free throws put, put Carolina up four and put its lead out of reach at the final. Buzzer, though, in Chapel Hill, students stormed the, the Smith Center floor and spell out onto Franklin Street. Mike, however, walked snickly down the sidelines, shook the hand of first-year UNC coach Herbert Davis, the architect of their Tar Heels turnaround, walked um, minutes later, um, was walking down a haunted hand with his wife. Um, so, 
he leaves with with um the final chapter with 42 seasons 1202 wins and hundreds of duke basketball graduates some of them who have became nba all-stars but now he is now into retirement and just an update for you of course the Tal Hills did not beat Kansas so yeah so uh that is all for today that is it that is it that is it we is halfway through the week yes we are halfway through the week until next week guys I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday and I will see you I will see you next time right here on the Educators. So make sure you have a wonderful Wednesday. Take care, everyone. Bye.